0: Today we're gonna to leave different from the way that we came in, in Jesus' name. I'm uh, believing God. I believe in little bit prophetic things and things. We'll see where the Lord, where the Lord lands us. But um, we will leave different. Um, go with me, please, to Numbers chapter fourteen and verse number six. Uh, we started this, working through these ideas last week, and I would just like to continue along this line and then share what I feel the Lord has for us today. Numbers chapter 14, verse 6, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their robes and they said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. The Lord is pleased with us, He will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and give it to us. If the Lord is pleased with us, He will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Uh, we talked about um, this idea that uh, how Caleb and Joshua assessed. Their situation was very different from everybody else around them. And it was very different from most people. Uh, They were convinced that if the Lord was pleased with them, then the land was subject. Uh, And we were kind of taking that uh, position ourselves as a church. I don't know about you, but I was taking that position myself. I am of the Joshua and Caleb spirit myself. Amen. I I, I am believing that uh, uh, if the Lord is pleased with us, hallelujah, something can happen in the land. And we talked about how it's important, therefore, to focus not so much on what's going on in the land, but focus more on what is going on in our heart. Our heart, what's going on in our heart is the difference maker. It is the X factor that has the power to shift things from this side to the other side, even on a national scale. I'm trying to graduate all of us from citizenship to difference makership. All right. Joshua and Caleb, even God testified about these men. And he said, my servant Caleb, he, he follows me with a different spirit. He is of a different, different makeup. And I believe that God is implanting that same spirit in somebody today in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I believe uh, Jesse was saying we we have not come here just to tick a box or to do our Christian duty. Here is where we're being empowered with that different spirit. That God would see us and move on the land because he sees. Remember what God told Abraham. He said, for the sake of ten people, I will spare the whole city for ten people. Amen? Amen, amen? Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel says that God said, I was looking for a man. Not an army, eh, not a government policy. I was looking for a man. Eh, And if I find that man, then I would spare the land. But he said, but I found none. May it not be said of us that I found none. Paul was told when he was in, 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 I believe, the city of Corinth. God God told him, don't be afraid, Paul. I have many people in this city. And you will be protected because I have many people in this city. It is the righteous. When the righteous, uh, the, the, the land is exalted based on the righteous in the land. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. So we are not just Christians only. We are difference makers. God sees us and moves. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What we said is that the, the interesting thing is that when it came to the story of Joshua and Caleb and their predicament with the when they were facing the, the, the children of Israel, everybody got exactly what they had in their heart. Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we can, and they possessed the land. Everybody else in their heart, they were afraid of the giants, and they died where they were. May we possess everything that God has said about us. May that different spirit be found in us. Hallelujah. Maybe people won't understand us. Maybe we will draw some... Uh, talk back, some enemies, some people talking that these people are a little bit, yes we are a little bit because we have drunken from the heavenly agenda, we have drunk from the heavenly wine, hallelujah, it tastes different up here, we have come up to our true citizenship where the Bible says that we have been seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly realms, the view is much better from up here and if you are not up here, welcome welcome, praise the Lord Praise the Lord. God counts very different from all of us. Gideon took 300 people against the Midianite army. God said we need to brought a whole army of 30,000. God said that's too many. I don't work with numbers. I work with hearts. Eh? He said I found 300 will work with these. Hallelujah. Daniel was one man and he got on his knees and prayed. And when he was praying, the entire Persian, Prince of Persia and the Prince of Greece were shaken because of one man. I hope you are that man today. I hope you are that woman today. I I hope you didn't come here to play church. I I hope you came here with that kind of an unction and a desire. And if it's not in there, I pray that I stir up that gift that is already in you if you're a child of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There was one Elijah. In fact, I like what James says. It says that that Elijah was a man just like us. He wasn't special. He wasn't like half man, half angel. Come on, somebody. Eh? He was a man just like us. He prayed and it did not rain for three and a half years. Then he prayed again and the heavens opened up and it rained. Hallelujah. Say, I am that man slash woman. Say I am that man slash woman. No, I mean feeling. You know what I'm saying. If you're a woman. <laughs> somebody, pray for this man. right? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. I am that man. I am not just here to tick a box. I am not here to play church. I am here because I believe. That my presence makes a difference. That God in me is a force to be reckoned with. That the spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is not a story or a memory verse. <laughs> it is a reality that I have drunk of and is living in me right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so uh, I hope I've separated things for you. I hope we've narrowed this group down to that 300. Amen? Narrowed that group down to the Joshua and Caleb among us. Amen? Praise the Lord. Yeah. So, so it says that George, that Elijah was a man just like us. I want us just to unpack some things that Elijah did when he prayed. Because I believe that if, if, if there's some things in there that uh, we can apply and we can understand because he was not special. He was just like us. If we can unpack some of those things, I think we can get the same results that he did. Jesus still loves you whether you are part of the the, uh, Joshua and Caleb spirit or not, but he prefers that you graduate and walk in the full purchase price that has been afforded us in the finished work of Christ Jesus. Because he he paid a heavy price for us to carry this glory. He did not, uh, Jesus did not die for us to go to heaven someday. He died for us to possess the kingdom. He died for us to walk in the fullness of that finished work. Amen. Amen. And, And the land is subject. Because when I find that righteous, the land is subject. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now. Uh, Let's look uh, look at just some things here with with this. Hallelujah. He's here today. My goodness. My goodness. Thank you, Lord. 1 Kings chapter 18. This is the story after, if you remember the story, God, uh, Elijah built the altar, called down fire from heaven. They killed all of the false prophets in the land. Okay, then we pick up the story in verse number 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, the king, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Verse 43. Go look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing, he said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. The seventh time, the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain came on, and Ahab rolled off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah. And tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Now, uh, remember, Elijah was a man. Just like me. I'll make it personal. Say that uh, Elijah was a man. All right. Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink for there is a sound of a heavy rain. Mind you, it had not rained for three and a half years. Okay. But even though there had been no rain, Elijah said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Meaning that Elijah was tuned into a different source. He was feeding not from CNN or from FANA TV or Walta Zena. Come on, somebody. He was feeding from what thus says the Lord. Okay, And the Lord said, I hear. The... So he's moving, acting upon, not what he sees, but what the Lord says. He said, I hear the sound. All right. Go tell Ahab. Eh? Go eat and drink. For I hear the sound. So it was a sound before it was anything else. Amen. And I'm here to announce that there is a sound going on right about now for somebody to hear right now. Elijah was a man just like them. No, you all are slow today. Elijah was a man just like me. He heard a sound that was contrary to everything that had been the norm for three and a half years. Hallelujah. There is a sound of heavy rain. Then he went up to the mountain and the Bible says, all of the commentators say that it was a very peculiar position that that Elijah took up. It says he climbed on the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Many people uh, made uh, suggestions of what this could have been. Many suggested some kind of an intercessory position. But there's no other place in Scripture where we have a, a position quite like this. He bent down to the ground with his head between his knees. Some commentators suggest that this was a birthing position. Like giving childbirth, if you've had children before or if you've been with uh, your wife or whatever, giving birth. Or if you are a doctor, okay? There's a particular position when it's time. It's kind of like what Elijah, I'll leave it right there. Elijah was kind of assuming a birthing position. And and I thought that was so powerful because while he assumes this birthing position, the servant comes back seven times and says, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing. But birthing position is kind of, it ties in really well. That interpretation ties in really, really well. Because childbirth is a matter of what's inside coming out, not what's outside coming in. Elijah heard a sound of an abundance of rain inside by the Spirit. Uh, The voice on the outside said, there is nothing. So instead of entertaining the outside voice, he said, go back because I am more interested in what is coming out of me than what is coming into me. (laughs) Block out the outside noise and give birth to what God has said. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. And he pressed and he pushed. That sound on the inside was louder than the sound on the outside. Hallelujah. The Bible says that it's according to His power at work in us that He can do super abundantly over and above all that we ask or think. So we cannot produce super abundantly if we don't have something at work inside of us. First, hallelujah, hallelujah. It was a fight of the word that says there's abundance of rain versus there is nothing. And I would like to suggest for somebody with the Elijah, Caleb, Joshua, Pastor Z spirit today. That it is a fight for you between there is nothing and there is a sound of abundance of rain. Not just a drop, but abundance. It's a fight for every believer, whether it's nothing or it's abundance of rain. And we have to fight to block out what's trying to come in and give birth to what God has put inside of us. Hallelujah. The Bible says the seventh time, verse 44, the seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. thought this was interesting. If I was Elijah, it says Elijah was like me, or he's just a man just like like us. If I was Elijah, and the servant came and said, There is a cloud the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. I would say, Servant, go back an eighth time. The reason I would send him back the eighth time is because what I heard is the sound of the abundance of rain. I did not hear the sound of a size of a man's fist. It's a contrary message. So he said, "Go." I would have said, go back. What are you doing? Huh? That's not what I heard. Go back until you bring back a report that says the, cloud, the sky is full of clouds. Then we get ready. But Elijah didn't operate like I did. Maybe he knew something that I don't know. Hmm? <laughs> Hallelujah. And I think... Uh, for, for me, the way I see it, I was asking, actually, the Lord, asking the Lord this, this week, God, how come? Like, I would have given up after seventh time, and then after all that, that's all I get? Yeah, we're trying to intercede, we're trying to, put, is that all we get? And I think Elijah understands something about God. And, and that is, is that God does not work, uh, He works not with, or well, let me put it this way God works with His word and His sign. The hand, the size of a man's fist, was not the answer that he had seen, but it was a sign. It was not a full cloud of, a, full, a sky full of clouds, but it was one cloud. It was a sign. It was a start. Eh? And I think Elijah maybe understood that if God starts something, he has to finish what he started. God is not a man that he should lie. Does he promise and not fulfill? Does he begin something and not end? Philippians would remind us, hallelujah, that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete that work in you. If he started. So, So if there is nothing... Then you keep interceding. But if there is something, if there is a start, if there is a sign, then we tell Ahab, Ahab, you better start running. Hit your chariot. Get going. I myself, I'm going to tuck my cloak. You know, they don't wear pants in the Old Testament. Come on, somebody. They wear, both men and women wear skirts in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. So he picked up his skirt and ran. And you know, <laughs> and I don't know how many times you know I've been filled with this, get inspired by this, and I don't know how many times I've run, you know in prayer and, and run like Elijah, <laughs> run, God is. On, run. I don't I, and, and it's good. God has anointed every run, okay? We might run today, I don't know, look out. But I think the point is not necessarily to run, but it's more uh, more along the lines of preparing, according to what you have believed. You know? Uh, be, because, you see, whatever the situation calls for, you prepare contrary based on what, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Jesus had five loaves of bread and two fish. And there was a need of 5,000. I would have said, everybody, just like the disciples, everybody go home, try to find, you know, uh, on your way home, Or what do you go eat? Kaldi's coffee. On your way home. Because this is five loaves and two fish. It's not enough. But Jesus said, five loaves, two fish. Have the people sit down. Prepare everybody in groups of 50s and 100s. Prepare not according to what you have in your hand, but according to what God put in your heart. Hallelujah. Prepare contrary to what the empty sky says. Prepare contrary. Lazarus, at the the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus stood in front of the tomb. And he knows that God is hearing him. And he says, roll away the, the, the stone. Okay? It's contrary to the reality that everyone is. But he says, prepare contrarily. Hallelujah. Don't prepare like you see with your physical eye. Prepare according to what the Spirit of God has put inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We prepare according to what God has said. Hallelujah. So running when the sky is empty. Telling Ahab to get your chariot home when all you have is... That's the confidence that God... That that Elijah, a man like us, that's the confidence that he has in God. That if God starts, you might as well get ready. Eh? It means for us, eh? for us in today's, uh, in the midst of a civil war and chaos, where where information is going this way and that in the midst of where we don't know where this plane or this country is going to land, we build Africa Worship Center. An edifice (laughs) unto our God. I'll Like the, the thing is going this way, we're going. Hallelujah. Yes, By the way, we have a, a testimony speaking about our building. Can I share a testimony? Yes. Uh, we were waiting to share this testimony to make sure that it was real. So we, we, had a, we had a promise and I was just waiting to get some confirmation before we bring it to the church. But if you remember, uh, two weeks ago I was in America at National Community Church in Washington, D.C., Pastor Mark Batterson. And they're good friends of ours. He's spoken here for us many times. He was actually the first speaker we ever had at Beza, 16 years ago. Praise the Lord. Back then, I was telling them there was more people in the missions team that came to help us eh, than in the church itself. God has brought us a long way. Come on, somebody. But um, we had an amazing time, and they they blessed us for our building project. They blessed us with a 100,000 U.S. dollars. Mm. you know what I call that? I call that a sign. Yeah. In, a, in an empty sky, I see that. And they, they just surprised, like uh, they told me they should not do this to me right before I was going to go preach. We just love you guys so much. We believe what you're doing. We want to be shareholders in this vision. And then we want to give you $100,000. And my niece said, hallelujah. I see. Praise God. So, 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 what Elijah saw was just a sign, but the sign was enough. If you know your God, the start, the sign, it's enough. If you know your God, you don't have to see everything. You just know how God works. If God started something, you have the confidence that that He will finish. Amen. Now, I was, I was working with this idea of uh, of Gideon and the three hundred. Um, Judges chapter 7. We hear, we, in this story, we see another sign. If you remember the story, there was a big army that had come up against the the children of Israel. They were under siege and they had been under siege for a long time. It was very difficult times. And Judges chapter 7. Yeah, verse, beginning in verse number 10. The Lord speaks to, to Gideon, all right? And he tells him this If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outposts of the camp. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts. The camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped God. The Amharic says, He bowed down to God. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up! The Lord has given the Midianite camp, into your hands. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, I kind of tied this in with the story of Elijah and the sign, the uh, the, the hand of a, a, a cloud the size of a man's a man's hand. Um, what moved Gideon was not the result. What moved Gideon was the sign. He went down to the camp. Now, mind you, it says how big this camp is. They were encamped the whole but they looked like locusts. Their camels looked like the sand of the sea. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, yo. Eh? On his side were only 300. But he went. He had a word from the Lord. But he went looking for a sign. God said, if you are afraid. I understand the odds that you're working with. If you, let me help you. Eh? Let me just give you a sign. So he went and he heard some people talking. And they had a dream. And they interpreted the dream that says, Surely God is with Gideon. The sword of Gideon will will be handed, God will hand us over to the the sword of Gideon. And so when he saw this, mind you, the odds have not changed. He's still 300 against the billions of camels and soldiers. Hmm? But with those odds and a sign, he got down and, Amarinya said, Sagad. He bowed down to the Lord. He did not bow down after everything was finished and they had the victory. The sign was enough for Gideon. Then he said to the soldiers, get up. eh? It is time to go and attack because the Lord has already given the Midianites and the Amalekites into our hand. Hallelujah. I was so blessed with Gideon's posture right here. Eh? Elijah was a man just like us with a different spirit. Gideon was a man just like us. But he knew how to operate and function with God's signs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said all this to say this. I think we're all aware of the the state of affairs in the country. And um, what what I, I wanted to tell you... Uh, maybe if I could just step out of my pastoral office for today and step into my prophetic office for today all right Let me change hats and you also change your ears now eh? uh, I received a small sign this week Um. Let me repeat, I received a small sign this week. Um, The odds are still very much against us. There's a lot of confusion as a nation uh, and what we're going through. But in the midst of this vast chaos, empty sky, I know that I know that I know that I've received a small sign from the Lord this week. All right. Now, uh, Amarinya service, when I said this, everybody wanted to know what the sign was. Mm. And guess what? I'm going to do the same thing for you that I did with Amharic congregation. I'm not going to tell you the sign. All right? And this is why I'm not going to tell you the sign. <laughs> because in, in, in all likelihood you probably wouldn't even understand. Uh, if you noticed, Elijah saw the, si- the hand, the cloud, ugh, the size of a man's hand, okay, in the sky. That's what he saw. And he told Ahab, go, get on your chariot and ride. He didn't tell him what the sign was. And I think I know why. Because no way Ahab would understand this sign. What do you mean, a cloud the size of a man's fist? Ahab doesn't understand, but Elijah understands, you see? Gideon didn't tell the army his, his, his encounter when he heard the people talking. He didn't tell them, all right? He just told them, get up. It's time to go and advance. Because they would surely not understand what this means. Two people talking and saying this. Yeah, right. It was a sign for Gideon. It was a sign for Elijah. And it was a sign for Pastor Z. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. You, you know, we we've, we've have a word and we've had a word for a long time. Yeah, the, the vision of, of our church is redeeming nations in righteousness, not civil war, ethnic strife, corruption and greed. Thank you very much. The vision is redeeming nations in righteousness. The vision is hands of begging turning into hands of blessing. The vision is rivers of living water flowing from here, more than just the Nile River, but the rivers of God, the rivers of life flowing through this whole continent to be blessing to all nations of the world. Uh, uh, And that's the word that we've been championing for a long time. This week, I got not just a word, I got a sign. Hallelujah. I got a sign. So don't ask me the sign. Don't clap with half-heartedness, okay? Just get up and hit your chariot. Get up and get ready for battle. Get up and get ready to watch the deliverance of our God. Get up and watch what the Lord himself will do. So tomorrow is not the time to come back and and, and bow down before the Lord. The time to bow and worship and give Him praise is right now. Hallelujah. It's right now. Hallelujah. I thank you for my sign, Father God. I thank you for what you are doing, Father God. Hallelujah. I give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. I want everybody just to give God your best praise. Give God your best thanksgiving. Hallelujah. I tell you, it's time to get up now. I'm telling you, Elijah was a man just like us. Hallelujah. He is a man just like us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, today. We bless your name for this sign, Father God. We bow before you, Father God, and give you the high. We thank you now. We glorify you now. We exalt your name now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. We don't need the odds to be stacked in our favor to worship you, Father God. You have started something, Father God. And what you have started is enough. I thank you, Father God, and I give you praise. I thank you, Father God, and I lift your name right now. Hallelujah. We prepare for what you have said. Hallelujah. We run ahead of the chariot, Father God. Thank you, Father God. You are worthy father we are worthy father we thank you now do your work now let the sky be filled with clouds now the Bible says that though there's no rain or cloud that this valley will be filled with water hallelujah not by might nor by power but by my spirit by spirit says the Lord Almighty hallelujah these dry bones they shall rise again. Hallelujah. They shall take on flesh. Hallelujah. They shall become a mighty army. A mighty army of the living God. Father God, we thank you for what you have spoken by your spirit. We prepare, Father God. Elijah was a man just like us. Hallelujah. We see the unseen now. We run into the unseen now. We thank you that the blessing is here now. We thank you that you have, don't start something without finishing what you started. You don't make a promise and fail to fulfill. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know maybe many of us are so concerned about the empty sky. We're so concerned about the vastness of the army that is against us. We're so concerned about the civil war, about the needs, and there are needs. I'm not belittling the needs, it's real needs. I know. I know. Hallelujah.